there, I'm Sailor, and this is Pretty Good for a Girl, Episode 1. Woohoo! And I'm not a penis. Hey, Sailor. How dare you? Hi, Jenny. What's shaking? Well, I'm here with some pretty awesome babes, and we're about to kick it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I know these ladies, you know, just a little bit, but I'm going to introduce our guest to the listeners. In the studio tonight, we have none other than the leading lady of When Particles Collide, an amazing guitar player, songwriter, vocalist, and former high school chemistry teacher. Yes, I would have been hot for teacher. Hey, Sasha. <laughs> See what you did. Hello. <laughs> I had to do it. Oh, God. And we have another badass guitar player, songwriter, vocalist, marine biologist, my Ooh. yoga teacher, an axe grinder for the band's Penny Morals, The Downhalls, and Sweet Bangs. Hey, Chrissy. Hello. And last but certainly not least, well, kind of, my oh. sister. <laughs> my sister from another misser, a kick-ass drummer, a lady who can lift 10 to 20 times her own weight, a super talented artist, marketing <laughs> genius, and DJ, drummer for Penny Morals, The Downhalls, and tambourine jiggler for Sweet Bangs. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> She's jiggling. I'm jiggling my tambourine. <laughs> She's jiggling. No one can see you. Speak. you can jiggling see her tambourine in quotes. Penis. Yes. Uh, we're in- instructed to say penis every five minutes, by the way. That's a. Oh, I but usually anyway, do it like every okay. one minute, so. Okay. All right. That's, that's cool, Sailor. Just right? dial it back and ha- be a little classy tonight, ladies. <laughs> every five minutes. <laughs> well, the amount of awesomeness here right now is overwhelming. I hope you gals know I could have gone on forever and ever about your many talents, but for time's sake, I kept it as short as mm-hmm. possible. It's true. So you ladies know that on all of these shows that Sailor hosts, she drinks and encourages others to drink. So is anyone drinking anything yummy tonight? Sasha? <laughs> yes, Sasha, what are you drinking? I'm drinking some grapefruit juice with lime. <laughs> And period love. <laughs> yes. As I always do on the 15th of the month. Oh. Wow. Is it a full moon tonight? I haven't looked. No, not yet. <laughs> Lauren, what the hell are you drinking? This is, we, can do pro- we can do product placement, right? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's a cider from our local cider place in Salem called Far From the Tree. And it's oh, nice. brewed with jalapenos. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It's bright green. It's really, yeah, it is. Here, watch. Let me pour it on my computer so you can see what color it is. <laughs> Sweet. I need to take a shot of that can and post it. The can is really cool. Yeah, it is. I'll take a photo for you and send it. Yeah. What about you, Chrissy? I'm drinking tea, but I did have two beers earlier. Nice. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was going to guess there was red wine in that mug. No. We went, I had a, like a, 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 a we went, did a bunch of site visits today at work, and then we went to the bar. So then we drank beers. So now I'm nice. drinking tea. Nice. That's smart. That's smart. It is a weeknight after all. Yeah. Jenny, what about you? Uh, I'm drinking a little bit of rum tonight. Rum Haven 
and a little bit of soda mixed in. Oh, rum. What are you drinking, Sayla? I am drinking some Sexton. Mm. It is one of my favorite Irish whiskeys. I don't know if you guys can see this. I'm going to post a picture of it. It's a sexy bottle. <laughs> it is a very sexy bottle. The Sextons were grave diggers back in the day. That's what they were called. So <laughs> the story behind the Sexton is really freaking cool. And I thought it was appropriate since I'm with, with a bunch of sexy ladies tonight that this is what I would drink. So there you go. There you have it. And the rest of the week, I'm going to be sober. It should be <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Why? Why? I was, sober. I was sober for three weeks until last weekend. I'm I'm going to build up to three weeks. I'm starting off with five days. We're starting there. My liver needs a little cleanse. Godspeed. So, yeah. <laughs> that happens. All right. So let's get this shit started. Ricky don't lose that number. You don't want to call. Right, ladies, I just want to sort of go around the room and ask each of you to give a little bit of a backstory on how you all got into music, please. <laughs> Who wants to start? Chrissy? Uh, how did I get into music? Let's see. Well, I started playing musical instruments like, yeah, the couch penis. Um, that just came up on my screen. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when I was, I don't know, I was a kid, but then I, uh, you know, playing the saxophone wasn't so cool, but guitar seemed cool. So I started playing guitar at 16, I guess. And, um, yeah, it's all been downhill since there. <laughs> we should have been the downhill. I've gotten moderately better. <laughs> you were in several bands, um, in the Boston area, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Before Petty Morals, which is one of your current bands, and the Downhalls, which is a new band for you guys. Yes. Yeah. I was in a band called The Spoilers for like 11 years. And I was in a band called, they were like a punk rock band. And then I was in a band called The Grinds, which were more of a garagey type band for three, two or three years. Nice. Mm-hmm. How about you, Sasha? Um, let's see. I, well, like a lot of kids, uh, I took piano lessons as a kid. So that's how, um, I sort of started with music, but I didn't like to practice very much. And then I got to high school and, uh, didn't feel like I had time for it anymore. But then at the end of college, I decided to, um, pick up playing bass. And that was the sort of heyday. This was like mid nineties. So this was the heyday of like the riot girl movement. And, um, you know, I'd always had lots of friend, male friends who were musicians, and I just was like, I don't want to be the girlfriend of the band anymore. I want to be in the band. And so um, my best friend and I just went to the guitar store and bought, like, the cheapest bass and the cheapest guitar we could. Uh, she was arguably much prettier, so she got to choose whether she wanted to do guitar or bass. <laughs> so, because uh, you see, like, yeah, we hadn't really smashed the patriarchy yet. Um, and so uh, I, I played bass, but then um, I also sort of learned guitar at the same time. Uh, I guess I was, like, 19 and pretty much all self-taught from there. And I've been playing in bands and playing guitar and bass pretty much ever since. That's awesome. Nice. 
Yeah. It's it is awesome. It's rad. <laughs> it's rad. Is. <laughs> Lauren, how about you? So I started playing drums when my brother, who's a much better drummer than I, um, started learning. So I was like, oh, if he does it, I do it too. And then I started, you know, I think I, the first song I learned was Basket Case by Green Day because that was my favorite song at the time, nice. um, which means that was probably a sophomore year of high school. And then my friend, my best friend Jen Corbett and I started a band because <laughs> she could play three notes on the guitar, I think. And um, like on one string notes, like A, E, something else. <laughs> That's me. Don't knock it. I mean, well, she was also in high school. She wasn't whatever age hey. you are, lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we called ourselves the Velcro Monkeys, and that's really all oh I wanted to do was make a logo for the Velcro Monkeys. <laughs> so I did that, and then we broke up. <laughs> so and that's then, perfect. Yeah, and then so I didn't play anything. What did that logo look like? But what other instrument did you use to play? Oh, the uh-huh. flute. <laughs> <laughs> How can you? Come on. Yeah, we that need was to hear a- about your. Flouting talent. Yeah, I mean, so the next band Lauren and I are in, or it's going to be flute and good yeah. uh, saxophone. Oh my, yes, please, awesome. like the sexy saxophone guy. Except <laughs> that um, I'm really good at the trumpet now too, Chrissy. Right? Oh, oh yeah, just <laughs> great at the trumpet. Oh my god, oh I, I wish god. you had that photo that you could just pull up right now and show it. Hold on. <laughs> I think I, I think I can make that happen. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, anyway, so yeah, it was, so it I, was my cover photo wow. on Facebook. I know for it was. A while. I started playing drums for real in a band in 2005 when I joined the Giant with Helen and a couple other ladies, and so that that means 13 years ago I started an all-girl band, and I've only been in all-girl bands since then. Which God, has it been 13? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Oh, Jesus. Wow, nuts. With, and let me do, let me talk about the Giant for a second because there's a couple cool things about you guys. Um, if anyone's a fan of, it was Guitar Hero 2, right? Um, yeah, two? Guitar Hero 2 and then Rock Band 1. We had songs You, you can unlock. unlock of a giant song. No, no, we were like, the song was all, like the one of the main songs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you yeah. were at the Boston venue, right? FTK, which yeah, yeah, stands for it. Fuck the Kells, but Fuck it's Kells. like a game for kids, so we couldn't say that. And we had to do <laughs> oh things like. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. We had to like change the I words from game. like, take this bar and shove it up your fucking ass. And change the lyrics to take this car and fill it up with tons of gas. <laughs> I remember, you want to know what's funny? Is so, so I was living in Boston at the time that you guys were, you know, the giant was, I guess, in its heyday, really. And then I ended up moving to Connecticut and I got a Guitar Hero, my husband at the time was video game. Yeah, right. I never have them. Oh my God, that's amazing. Holy shit. Chrissy, please send me that photo. Wow. So good. Please send me that photo. Mind you that. that I'll text you right now. Yes. That's in a basement, um, like, drunk, like, two in the morning. Oh At a Christmas party. Oh, amazing. She just showed us a picture of Lauren playing trumpet. It's amazing. Um, so the funny thing is that I'm in Connecticut, and it's really one weekend. We're drunk, whatever, playing Guitar Hero, and I'm like, oh, shit. Look, it's the giant song. And I already knew this song. I'd already been singing it, you know, with you guys at show, not, you know, in the audience at shows. And all of a sudden it was, yeah, my car and put gas in it. And I was like, what the fuck? What's happening? I was like, take this bar shot. Yeah. What? And I looked at him, I'm like, and he's like, you must be really drunk. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> I always thought it said, it was very confusing, but yeah. It's for the kids. And then, and then 
Who who won the BMA? Uh, that was uh, that Penny was Penny Mor- Morals for, Penny Morals, for the okay. Just a Game for, video. For a video. That's what I thought. Okay. A but the giant cool. was nominated for a few BMAs alongside. BMA. Oh, we were nominated as punk band of the year alongside uh, with um, Mighty Mighty Boston's and wow. Dropkick Murphys. Like Dropkick Murphys. Yeah. So who do you think won those years? <laughs> oh, and Mission to Burma not, too, because I'm they're not. totally a punk rock band. Are those are those all guy bands? Because I don't think I've ever heard of them. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of them either. They must be little tiny neighborhood bands somewhere yeah. in Boston. I think the Mighty Mighty Bostones has like 14 penises in it, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think there's. I think, I think there right. might be 16. Yeah, maybe. I think there might be 16. It's possible. Don't Aren't they, they have from, like, like the one hit song? <laughs> the one hit song. <laughs> yeah, it's called <laughs> Where Did My Penis Go? <laughs> How many penises <laughs> did it take, does it take to make a punk rock band sound? <laughs> Not so good. Yeah. Oh. No, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. You girls are all amazing. So let's let's talk a bit now about some of the challenges that you feel. Like the challenge right now. I'm trying to do this. All right. The challenges that you feel um, as a female in the music uh, business and even in your careers as well. Christy, we can start with you. Let's see. Well, in my career, I'm a biologist. Um, but it's funny. I haven't felt a lot of weird difficulties in that career. I work with a lot of women. There's a lot of, like, high-ranking women in my division. Right on. Um, you know, like, people that just worked hard, and that's what they do. So it's cool. The music scene, that's totally different. You know, there's definitely been years of like, oh, you can play guitar pretty good for a girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, that classic line. Mm-hmm. That's Classic it. line. Yeah. I've had that said to me yeah. so many times. Yeah. Um, there's been men who have tried to talk to me about my amplifier and how I should <laughs> use it and how I should put the settings on it to this and that. And they like to tell me all about those things. I'm like, yeah, okay, thank you. I uh, I own it, so I know it's good. Thing. <laughs> um, let's see what else. You know, then just the like, just the general sexist type stuff, um, <laughs> like that. About boys just walking up, <laughs> grabbing your boobies, shaking them around. Yeah, or ones, that, yeah, yeah, grabby guys. Not so yep. much me, but like we've had that happen at Penny Morals. Oh, wow. Um, with like <laughs> with <laughs> with George like, Bush's like cousin, the guy who tried dudes? to touch her face. Oh, my God. oh that, well, no, that, that was a girl. Remember, that was a weird pregnant homeless lady. No, no there was oh. that girl, but then there was that <laughs> time that we we did that acoustic show and that fucking weird oh, guy that's that was right. going to prison. Oh, at a, apparently was going to prison the next day, so he was just going. Oh, fuck yeah! yeah. yeah. What, what like, can go wrong? Trying to touch her face, and we just stopped. We're like, you can't touch her. Yeah. Oh my god! Wow, that's that's the thing about being the singer is you don't have an instrument in front of you. Yeah. And the first right. time that the first time that happened to me, my microphone was off the stand, and I looked, and my boyfriend, who was the guitar player at the time, kicked this guy in the head. I didn't even notice because. It, we, it was, the stage was really low and it was hardcore. So everybody's like, you know, up in our faces singing with us that this guy was like reaching for my boob oh. and Philip just kicked him in the head. Nice. And I was like, oh, which is, just better keep singing. All right. I've definitely Show done the boob on. to the forehead thing. Yeah. 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 You know, like yeah. somebody gets too close and you're just like, yeah. I'm just going to put my boot on you mm-hmm. so you back up. Yeah. Nothing violent, just, you know, yeah. a nudge, a nudge away. <laughs> just a little foot nudge. 
Yeah. Luckily, yeah. I'm in the back of the stage, so no one ever tries to touch me. Also, I'd probably murder them and then go to jail. So I think you have that think, vibe, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I know. I was, but, it, but it's weird. Like you think that you do something a certain way, and then you get into the situation, and then you're like, "Wait, did that just really mm-hmm. happen?" Yeah. That's yeah. usually what happens to me. Is yeah. that I think about it after, like it's like happens so quick and so yeah. subtle that you're like, "Wait, what?" Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you're not you're not ready to like defend yourself or be righteous at the time. Right. You're thinking about performing and you are already in this headspace of wanting people to like you and what you're doing that right. sometimes it just like comes out of nowhere and you're like, What what? And then yeah. Yeah, me? yeah exactly. Yeah, I always think I would murder someone if they you know, like the way I think in my head, I see myself handling things, and then what happens in real when life? It happens. Is yeah. Very yeah. When it happens, you're like, uh, <laughs> and then you're in shock a little bit. Yeah. You know, yes. you're in yeah. shock, but you're also conditioned to kind of, you're conditioned to. I don't. I don't know. For me, I always felt like I was conditioned to just accept it, deal with it. It's a part of life. Also, Not you're like a big deal. You're told yeah. you're safer if you just let them do it. You know, yeah. fighting back isn't safe. I was told that growing up. You know. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes it isn't safe. Sometimes it's it's like you have to decide: like, do I make a big deal? Do I make a stand about this, or do I just ignore it and walk the fuck away? Because right. sometimes it is safer to walk away. Yeah. Right, right. You know, so it's yeah. this weird line that you have to tread. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, Sasha. When you were on the Metal Rock and Whiskey show, well, God, that was last winter. Now, jeez, um, um, mm-hmm. we talked about experiences of like going into the venues like i actually like had a, a bouncer stop me once he's like no you can't you you know you need to pay it you know whatever he was saying and i'm like i'm in the band i'm in the band and he just literally went <laughs> you play and i was like and again i should have been like fuck you yeah. but i was just like i swear i'm the singer of the band you can go get the guys and ask them to come out and he did <laughs> That happened to Kristen Edmondson before she played in a hardcore band. She was the guitarist in a hardcore band with all other dudes, and they'd be like, "Oh, you know who's who's your husband?" And she's like, "Well, actually, my husband's a drummer in the band." And they would they tried to charge her at her own show. She's (laughs) like, "My God, motherfucker, I'm (laughs) the guitarist." And then it was the sound guy, I think. And then like her her whole set, she just like stared at him and shrugged her (laughs) I wonder if that is uh, so. I've never experienced any of these things either. I I wonder if it's just because I've only, I've literally only been in, I mean, except for a random cover project here and there, I've only been in all girl bands. So when you walk in, you know, four or five people together, like carrying instruments, they're not going to be like, where's all of your husbands? (laughs) That's a good point. That's a really good point. (laughs) Plus, you're also. Different scenario. Yeah, you're carrying drums too. So. I mean, when I was a very shitty, horrible guitar player and tried to sing and do both, I at least had a guitar with me. But again, I got asked if I was carrying it for somebody. Right. I've gotten asked that. <sighs> yep. <laughs> Good stuff. How about you, Saja? Uh, well, mostly I get uh, asked if I'm the merch person, sort of more, more mm. often than not. But now, like, the older I get, it's not that they assume I'm not in the band because I'm a woman. It's like... They assume that I work there because, like, I look like I know what I'm doing. So sometimes I get, like, do you know where the bathroom is? <laughs> or, like, do you know – do they serve beer? food? Do I, have to, do I have to go to the bar to order a beer? I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I just – I'm going to play the music. So, um, yeah. 
But I, I do, you know, going back to what Chrissy was talking about, like when I was a teacher, it, it again, like it, it trailed off the older I got. When I was younger, um, what I actually, the worst of the stuff that I got was from parents, not so much from kids, like a father coming in for a parent-teacher conference and saying, oh, I can see why my son likes your class. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh. You know, just, just shit like that. You know, like, oh, they certainly didn't make them young and pretty like this when I was in school. Maybe I would have liked oh. chemistry. You know, like that, oh my gosh. that kind of crap. And barf. yeah, there's Ew. a lot of barf. And then, you know, like, it's just always... It's just, I mean, we all know this, but it's the same old thing like when people write about me or write about the band, my appearance, you know, is always part of the, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. not always anymore, but like was often part of the sort of description, you know, it's, I mean, that happens to women sort of everywhere. It's like their physical appearance is always part of the introduction to who they are as a person. Well, for you, I feel like if they were going to talk about Chris's appearance... It would be a little bit <laughs> like he was wearing a cool wrestling shirt. <laughs> yeah. And hey, don't well, you know, that. Okay. The other I day. That. I like it, but. No, I love it. We were playing in Seattle the other day and I was wearing my pretty good for a girl with the pretty good for a girl yeah. crossed out and it says freaking awesome on it. And Chris was wearing a wrestling t-shirt <laughs> and some guy at the bar was like, I love your shirt, you know? And I was like, thank you so much. You can buy them at the merch table. And he was like, no, no, the other shirt. And I was like, oh, all right. So people love the shirts. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So um, before we move on to the next topic, um, so Lauren, in your career, do you feel like you've ever experienced similar things I don't, so I think it's, I'm also kind of oblivious. Well, first of all, I kind of forget that I'm a girl sometimes or a, a woman or a lady or whatever oh, I am. I don't know. We know that. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of just don't even, I'm never in that mindset anyway. Um, but it's not until hindsight when I'm like telling the story of something that happened at work that someone's like, yeah, you know, that's wicked sexist. I'm like, yeah, yeah. is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I was one of the dudes. <laughs> um, so I can't think of any, but I think I, I would get like different feedback. Like I was, I'm always told that I am too aggressive and like, instead of like when I shake someone's hand really forcefully, because that's what I have to do to like, feel like I'm <laughs> up to snuff. It's like, oh, well, she's really, like, overpowering. I don't know. She's kind of scary. I always get – she's scary. And this is from, like, mm. 60-year-old, like, rich white men. So it's not like mm. – it's some little kid that I'm, like, intimidating, like a bully, you know? It's like these are people who are in positions of power and, um, like, I don't – like, how, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to literally just, like, whisper and be sweet and cute and mm-hmm. always say yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you are. Which I've never and been yeah, told. exactly what you're supposed to do. Directly. <laughs> Maybe because they're scared, they don't tell me that. They just assume I'm going to figure it out on my own. I don't know. But it never backfired. Like, I've always had good jobs and gotten promotions and, you know, and it always worked out. But I feel like there's just kind of a weird, like, hidden double standard that I haven't quite figured out yet. Well, you are scary, so. Well, that's that's the point. (laughs) And you are mostly a boy, so. Yeah. I mean, I can see how you'd be disappointed when you realize they don't think you're one of the guys. Right, exactly. (laughs) 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 all right let's talk about music so for me metal in the early and late 80s made a huge impact 
and um, launched my musical journey as a kid. But it wasn't really until I caught on to the Riot Girl movement that I understood that I too could do the music and be included in the music and have a voice in music. Um, everything I was listening to was all men. I think if I think about what I was listening to like in the mid to late 80s, the only women that come to mind are Lita Ford because her solo career, she had come out with that song with Ozzy and it kind of launched her solo career. And um, what's her face? Shit, I'm going to forget her name now from Warlock, Dora Pesh. Yep. I don't know if I'm saying your name right. We mentioned her last last show. Um, that's it at the time in metal, really. And those women were, were hyper-sexualized and big time. And I was like, oh, I'm just a little teenage Lachesta girl. I don't look like that. I can't make that music. They're so pretty and blonde. Um, <laughs> um, so before we get into the discussion, just real quick, for those uh, listeners that might not be familiar with the Riot Girl movement, I just want to give a quick little summary here. Um Riot Girl is spelled um, Riot and then Girl with three R's, like girl. Mm -hmm. It's a subcultural feminist movement that began in the early 1990s. It combines feminist culture, politics, and punk rock style music. Riot Girl bands often address social issues such as domestic abuse, rape, sexuality, racism, and patriarchy and empowerment. Back in the day, there were tons of zines associated with the movement, and Riot Girls would hold meetings in their cities to support and organize other women in music. Now, you can't talk about the Riot Girl movement without discussing our foremothers um, in punk rock, punk and rock in the 70s and 80s, like Susie Sue, Polly Styrene, Patti Smith, Chrissy Hine, Joan Jett, Kim Gordon, and we could go on and on. These women were ceiling punchers, as I call them, punchers and kickers, to help pave the way for us to continue to try and break that glass ceiling. Sick sickeningly and interestingly, one of the biggest catalysts for the Riot Girl movement in the 90s uh, was <laughs> the Anita Hill hearings. Oh, Weird. How far we have not come. <laughs> yes. uh, that was a big boon and a big signal across the land to women to get fucking angry and try to do something about it. Um, and some of the bands that helped to define this movement were Bikini Kill, Bratmobile, Babes in Toyland, L7, and Luna Chicks. So there is a very, very brief summary, um, because it's a large topic of the Riot Girl movement. If you're interested in learning more about it, just do the Googles. There's plenty of information out there and lots of music to listen to. So I just want to go around the room and I want to ask you guys specifically, you know, if the Riot Girl movement had anything to do with your journey and if so, how? So Sasha, I'll start with you. Yeah, I guess I already, I jumped the gun a little bit and I already answered that, um, I was in college from 91 to 95 and it was, you know, this is before for like your younger listeners, especially this is before you could get music anywhere aside from at a music store or mm -hmm. by ordering music on like a, through a catalog. So, um, music was like precious. And when we started, you know, everybody's sort of introduction to the Pacific Northwest was certainly, through the radio hits probably on Nevermind, which came out in 1991. And that, I think, fueled a lot of more interest in rock. And then when we started going to the record store more and looking, 
suddenly, you know, I would buy records just based on what was on the cover. And if there were women on the cover, I would like buy whatever. I would buy the seven inch or I'd buy the cassette tape or I'd buy eventually sort of buying CDs. Um, but it was hugely influential to me because of that whole idea that not only could I make music, but I didn't have to be trained. And I think that that was, I mean, that's always been part of the ethos of punk rock, but I never really gravitated towards punk rock as a kid um, because of, uh, for whatever reasons, you know, it's not really what my parents listened to. It wasn't really what was on the radio. Um, and I didn't have like an older sibling or someone to introduce me to punk rock. And again, these are in the days where if it's not on the radio or you don't know somebody who owns the music or you don't go to a record store and seek it out, you don't know about the music. So I didn't really understand about punk rock and that ethos of just, you know, not caring whether you're perfect or, you know, what the constrictions might be, but just pick up an instrument and play. And so I just started um, reading zines and, and, and uh, buying zines in the record stores in uh, my college town and ordering and buying the CDs and the tapes and the seven inches. And um, it was the whole reason why I started a band in the first place. And my first band was called Girl Fiend. Nice. And it was <laughs> me and my best friend uh, from college. And like I mentioned before, she played guitar and I played bass. And then the guy at the record store actually thought it was pretty cool. Oh, not the record store, the music store. Thought it was pretty cool that we were buying instruments and said, I have this friend. She's here from Japan. She speaks very little English, but she's married to a guy in grad school and she's dying to play with people. And she used to be in this all-girl metal band in Japan. Oh and her name God. was Miki. Yeah. Her name was Miki, and she Ooh. shredded. She was a shredder. She was like, <laughs> she was a shredder, well. like barely spoke any English. But we got together with her, and then we had sort of like a rotating cast of drummers um, who would play with us. But we played a ton of shows, and it was so, so fun. It was like, the, I don't know, it was the best. So good that I never stopped doing that kind of thing. <laughs> I thought you were going to lead into her being like in Shonen Knife or something like that. Uh, no, she's way too technical. Like, like she plays like a like a PRS kind of guitar. Like yeah. you know, like Jesus. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever you know, I left the town and I, I don't know what she's doing now. I imagine she's still playing guitar. <laughs> I hope so. Too. Yeah, she was amazing. Lauren, how about you? So I actually didn't even really know what the Riot Girl movement was when it was happening. I think I it, I missed the boat as far as, again, my entire life, I've never been like, I'm a girl and I'm discriminated against and I need to fight against it. I've always just been like one of the guys, actually. Most of my friends are guys and I just never acted like a girl. So I didn't really think about that until I started witnessing it happen to other people. You know, so when it was, it wasn't even really in college. It was probably like after college. Um, but the, I mean, I was definitely a grunge kid in high school. Um, and I definitely did like, I mean, I loved Hole, but I think most of the bands that I listened to were mostly dudes. And I don't think I like noticed or cared if there was females or not. You know, it was like, I just never thought about it. Um, but I did definitely get into Bikini Kill once. Oh, what did I, I think it was actually Elena who was the guitarist in Vagiant. No, I must've known about him before that. But yeah, I was a little late. late. I was a little late to the, to the party there for the, the movement, but I definitely got into the bands later. Um, like Kathleen Han is awesome. Like that documentary, The Punk Singer, is amazing. That was super inspiring. But again, that came out a couple of years ago. And, you know, 
before that, it was just kind of, uh, you know, it's good. I actually think I may have even gotten into La Tigra before I got into Bikini Kill because I went through like a weird electronic phase for a while. And I also, again, like you mentioned music that you didn't hear because you, like your parents didn't listen to it. That's what I grew up on. Like my dad was a musician. So I, I mean, literally my favorite band, Chrissy's going to kill me, but my favorite (laughs) band until like (laughs) college was Steely Dan. (laughs) because <laughs> that's what my dad's like my dad's favorite band and that's what they and like Aww. i mean i never bought like it was always just listening to it through his stuff and i have all of his i literally have every steve steely dan album like record because they were my dad's um ricky don't lose that number yeah and it's the only one so many, yeah there's so many other you might, you might use it if you feel better <laughs> when oh you get God. home <laughs> but the uh i mean like my first record that i owned was thriller and then my first <laughs> Me too. Really? Wow. I was yes. there. So that was I one was of my first like records. Six. It was like my second or third. Yeah. yeah. And I was. I mean, there. I got it when it came out. Well, yeah. Me too. Flash, that's <laughs> Me fine. Too. I'm right there with Which you. Means that I was like two. No, when I had it, I was. I think I'm pretty sure I was like six. And I just remember staring at the centerfold with him laying on his side with a tiger, and I was like, oh, Yes, so dreamy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah, wait, I'm in kindergarten. What am I talking about? And then um. <laughs> But then my first cassette tape was Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet, obviously. Of course it was. Yeah. Of course it was. So, yeah, my, my music taste, as you know, <laughs> you can see, has kind of migrated and changed quite a bit over the years. So I never really can, like, put my finger on any one influence, female or male. And it was never, like, female influences weren't even a thing until I was in a band and I needed to have them. Hmm. Interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah, it's weird. It's like I I just never thought about it. I never thought about it with anything. I never realized that there was that kind of stuff happening that was a problem in the world. Because in my world, it wasn't. So, so what you're saying is you were blinded by your own penis. Yeah. Basically. Or yeah, my own awesomeness. I was like, well, no one does that to me, so I don't care. <laughs> I'm cool. Yeah, I was a Fuck I was an egotistical little brat. I was like this like little boiled rotten bitch that just walked around thinking that she was yeah. So I've obviously <laughs> changed dramatically since then. So much. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Chrissy, what about you? So similar to Sasha, um, so my like formative like high school years were from 92 to 96. So I watched a lot of MTV. Mm. And that was the time where you had, like, Veruca Salt, yeah. you had mm-hmm. the, the Riot Girl stuff, you had, you know, there was Juliana Hatfield, there was Belly, there were all these Boston female musicians that mm-hmm. were, like, big, like, Letters to Cleo, like, all those bands, I, you know, I liked Hole, too, um, but those, especially those local ladies had, like, a really big influence on me. So by the time I was I went to college from 96 to 2000 I was at Boston University so like you would sometimes see these people like in and around Boston you know and it was like wow like they're fucking cool like they play their own music and that really kind of gave me that that same kind of push of like wait I can do this too because prior to that I was always into like the grunge stuff but then I also really Loved the Rolling Stones. I loved Led Zeppelin. I loved those type of bands. And those guys were huge guitar influences on my playing. And it wasn't until I kind of discovered all these other females, too, that I was like, wait, I can also do it. I can do it, too. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and the same thing with the, um, 
like Sasha also said, like, you know, oh, wait a minute, I don't have to be, like, some expert, like, guitar player. I can just learn it and just do it, you know? So it was, it was, it enabled me, I think, in that way. It gave me permission to be like, all right, yeah. Yes. No, I can do this too. And I think that's such an important point about, you know, like, the permission, especially whether we realize it a lot, I mean, everyone maybe except for Lauren, but, like, feeling that need to ask permission to be in the room or at the table Mm -hmm. or on the stage or whatever, whether it's conscious or subconscious, I think, you know, has certainly played a big role in my life. And without like my high school chemistry teacher being like, you're so great at chemistry. I don't think I would have felt invited as invited to the table, even though I thought I was smart and cool and all that stuff. It was still needed that extra, extra something. Oh, and I totally forgot about MTV. You're absolutely right. That was a huge yeah. discovery platform. It was huge. Oh yeah, yeah God, so. that was such access yeah. for us all of a sudden. Yeah, Sasha, yeah. I'm right there. I'm right there with you, especially about the teachers. It's funny because um, since I got into the spirits industry and specifically working in a distillery, and I was actually making products um, and cocktails. This is all chemistry. Um, and I, people ask me, oh, well, you know, how did you get into this? Why didn't you do this? And I would say, you know, it's such a shame that I wasn't told I could do this as a kid because I would have been a fucking chemist. I'm like obsessed with it. So I, I get, well, you've seen me do my thing. So I, I have. It for you at the, <laughs> and I get like obsessed with it. And I was super nervous because I'm like, she's a chemistry teacher. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I remember there's two memories I have. One, my fourth grade math teacher looked at me and said, um, you flunked your test. You're bad at math. You're a girl. You don't need it. He literally said this shit to me. And he was just like, just do whatever you got to do to just slide by and get out of high school or, or out of school. And I was like, oh, and then and my mother was bad at math and she was had zero patience. So she would sit down and try to go over my homework with me and get mad and start yelling at me and like break the pencil. And I was well, forget it. And then I had this amazing science teacher. I can never, I I can't remember his name for years, but he had like crazy hair and his shirt was always buttoned all fucked up. And, but he was the coolest and he would be like, you guys, this is a serious cloud. (laughs) (laughs) He was like so passionate about everything, (laughs) everything. He's, and he said to me, he's like, and I was, I, I got straight A's all of a sudden because I was not a good student at this point. And it, 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 as a parent, I don't know how my mom wasn't like, oh, gee, why are you all of a sudden getting a straight A in this class? And like, he would just put like 10 pluses on my papers because I would get excited with him. Like I would, he would jump up and down talking about things and I would do it in my chair. Like, yeah, clouds. <laughs> Photosynthesis. Yeah. To be fair, clouds and photosynthesis are pretty cool. Yeah, they are. So I thought he was a fucking rock star. Like, I literally imagined that he would leave school and, like, go home and smoke pot and have this amazing laboratory in his basement. Make clouds of his own. Maybe he did. He probably did. did. No, he did. He probably did. did. Um, but But I think if he had said to me, you're passionate about this, women can be in science too, Blah, 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 and my mother would have been like, or somebody in my life would have said like, oh, you're interested in this. I might have, per- I think I would have pursued it, but um, it was the same with music. I wanted to play guitar and we got into a huge fight about it. I was in the second grade and I was begging to play guitar 
And it's funny because my mom, all she listened to is rock. She's a total rocker. Zeppelin, Sabbath, all of that stuff. And she was like, no, you don't need to play guitar. You can play the clarinet. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to play the fucking clarinet. It's stupid. Mm. It looks dumb. You so, look like Lauren with that flute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that trumpet. Trumpet, yeah. <laughs> trumpet. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to play. I didn't want to play that, so I didn't. I never took lessons. I never got the lessons I wanted to get. Mm-hmm. And then I think I I started dating guys who played guitar very young. So that that was the end of that. Fucking intimidating. I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't want to be like, I just want to be the cool girl. Be like, I'm just going to listen to you play guitar. When really I wanted to play it, but none of them were like, let me teach you. So it was the 80s, you know? Um so yeah, it's it's interesting how like the language around you when you're young, you know, like one yeah, I don't know. I just want to say that I remember in middle school there was Mr. and Mrs. Blair, the biology and the chemistry teacher in my middle school. They were married. Ooh. So, there's female <laughs> science teachers, you know, in the world. <laughs> I bet you they had good chemistry. <laughs> Boo. No, they were disgusting. Uh-huh. They were just they were both disgusting. He had he always had that gross toothpaste in the corner of his mouth crap every day. Yeah. Oh god, I hope it was toothpaste. I worry well, about that. I don't think she I made anything like, that would do that to his mouth. <laughs> What were they doing at study hall? Oh. <laughs> I I feel like I, I'm I'm kind of a, a different era than you guys. Um, I'm 32, so when I was growing up, yeah, <laughs> fuck you guys. No, um, when when I was like kind of that coming of age kind of a thing, the the big artists and stuff were like your kind of hoochie mamas, your your Britney Spearses, your Christinas, yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> So um, for me, you know what? I'm not going to talk. You just look at your screen while you're no, talking. Sorry. Keep going. Just don't look. Yeah, I, I just can't. I, I can't. I can't. So um, for me, I had to find like my female inspiration um, music-wise elsewhere. Otherwise, I know. I, I personally have always wanted to try to play guitar. I haven't. You know what? You guys inspired me. I'm going to freaking mm. pick up my damn guitar because I have one and, and learn on my own. But like for me, my inspirations um, as a kid when I was, you know, you know, listening to all that was like Alanis Morissette, Fiona Apple, um, those bitches like they were badass, you know. So those are like kind of my, you know, my inspirations. And as far as um, the uh, the riot girl movement, these badasses. I love I loved to learn about them. I loved to to see like how they broke down barriers. And I feel like they came like they came and went. There was like a big wave of like we fucking rock, we're awesome and then it just kind of like fizzled away. And I think the sad part about that was like the media I was it was a big part of that kind of breaking them up, kind of saying, "Well, this person um not breaking them up, but, you know, breaking down the whole kind of movement, trying to pit the girls against each other. And they realize, like, this isn't what it's all about. We're not anti-boy. We're pro-girl. We're trying to lift each other up. And here's the media trying to just shit on top of everybody. And I think that really sucked. I actually just realized, too, that, um, I mean, all the bands that everyone mentioned, obviously, I did. I was like, oh, yeah, I love that band, too. Oh, yeah, I love that band, too. Mm-hmm. But it was alongside all the bands that had a bunch of dudes in them, too. And that when I was thinking to myself, I want to be a drummer, there weren't any 
ones for me to pay attention to, mm-hmm. except for the drummer for Lenny Kravitz, who I thought was blind because was she wore sunglasses. And I was like, oh my God, she's blind and a girl? I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to play Lenny Kravitz. And she wears huge platforms. I know, oh yeah. Cool she wore like this oh, like yeah. skin tight so cool. leather pants. She was, she was such a badass. badass. But like I didn't want to play that kind of music, so I didn't listen to it to like be inspired. And like literally I don't think I knew any other female drummers when I was when I was growing up. So I was like, I want to play just like Danny Carey. And which obviously the drummer from Tool, who I'm not <laughs> even nearly as good as, you know, it was just more like inspiring. And then when I realized how hard it was to actually play like that, like, oh, you got to like change the time signature in the middle of the song and then play a totally different song pretty much. I'm like, nah, never hmm. mind. I'm just going to play punk rock. <laughs> That's much easier. What, a, um, what about Karen Carpenter? I don't think I even like knew about them. That was not on my radar. She's also like, well, never mind. She'll, she'll I was going to make a really bad joke. Yeah, oh, yeah, Sheila E. Sheila E. I don't think I knew that she was the drummer. Like, because yeah. I never, oh vis- I never saw. I just listened. Yeah, so I just never knew. That's true. Back to like, you know, female musicians on television. Yeah. I mean, the Carpenter Show. I don't. I know that there were episodes where she played drums, yeah, but mostly rarely, rarely, Very rarely, yeah. rarely. She stood up and sang. Right. Yep. Yeah. And yep. then you know, same thing. Um, wait, what was your other example, Lauren? Somebody else who. Lenny Kravitz. No, but there's... the Another female? Yeah, I feel like. No, the only one that I mentioned was the drummer for Lenny Kravitz, whose name I don't even remember. No, I said Danny yeah. Carey for the drummer from Tool, but that's he's a dude. That's why I was right, like, right. that's the only... You know, I just went right to like the male influences. Or just... It wasn't even, oh, I need to play like a boy. It was that boys are all I have seen play drums, so I guess that's how I have to play. Right, right, right. You ever hear Debbie Harry talk about, um, you know, like the 70s in New York City, like when she was basically like when they started Blondie, she wanted to play bass because she knows how to play bass. And they were like, everyone was basically like, no, you can't. Girls don't play bass. You can't play bass. They also said you wouldn't look as sexy. I remember that documentary. Yeah. How was that a thing? Amazing. Like to hear from her perspective, they were like, it in. She asked, she wanted to play on, I think, their first record, too. Well, I'll just play on the... And literally, the record company was like, there's no need for it. Because you, yeah. you'll never be as good as this guy that is going to be playing bass. So why wow. bother? Like, I mean, and I grew... So, also, speaking of the Ryan movement, I grew up in New York City. And so I had a little bit more access, you know? There was Luscious Jackson was out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I did see... Some I probably saw more female musicians than most people did. And I'm talking like I'm 10, 11, and 12, like really super young. Um, So I kind of knew they were out there, but I just thought, oh, you know, I don't know. It was like some weird anomaly, you know, and the guys probably think those girls are gross and they're probably drug addicts and fuck. Like like a different thing. Not back then you wouldn't go like necessarily, oh, they're my heroes. It was like, oh, something must be wrong with them because there just weren't Mm -hmm. enough, you know. And they were very unapologetic back then, too, like, you know, which is fucking awesome. Well, the um, 90s in Boston, I mean, like, there were just yes. so many female Oh, musicians. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what's interesting, too, is we all brought up – well, I didn't bring it up, but Hole. I brought it and up. I, and I I think Sasha did – or I think I right. did, too. Yeah, yeah Chris um, did. Someone typed I, an emoji hole, but I don't think that's yeah. what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> That was the vagina hole, not the band hole. Yeah. Oh, okay, my bad. All right. But do you guys remember, and if you do a Google search of old YouTube videos, um, 
It's very interesting. I think we'll do a show on this, Jenny, because I want to illustrate this point. As I was doing a lot of research about the Riot Girl movement, when I got the idea to do this this podcast, um, I, I just came across a few interviews. And Jesus, I didn't notice it at the time. I didn't remember it. Um, man, the first question. So you're Kurt Cobain's wife. Oh, God. So yeah. you're Kurt Cobain's girl. That was first. Did you learn how to, did Kurt teach you how to play? Yeah. You know, she's like, fuck you, no. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> but, you know, unfor- I wish she wasn't such a disaster yeah. Yeah. human being because yeah. it's such a bad example because yeah. she was a great example, mm-hmm. well, it seemed to be at the time. Um, but the the if you watch these interviews, you'll you, – I was gagging the whole time. I'm like, can you please what? stop asking her about yeah. her boyfriend, husband, whatever – She's in the fucking band yeah. that's on the fucking MTV that you're fucking interviewing, and people are buying the fucking records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, it drives me crazy. Um, this may be a little off topic, but I, I do want to say that, like, as somebody who spends a lot of time um, touring, uh, there are a lot of young female bands who call themselves Riot Girl bands. Like, right now, in 2018, nice. a lot of... Um, the, the younger bands that we play with identify the Riot Girl movement as a big influence and they will, will definitely brand themselves that way. And um, it seems to be like, a, you know, like a lot of things sort of go through that 20 year cycle or 25 year sure. cycle. Yeah. It definitely seems to be happening and it's really, really cool. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I, and I'm glad you brought that up because I wouldn't know that. I don't go see a lot of live music when I'm not in Boston with my girls who all play in bands. So um, I wouldn't know this. Nice cover up. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, the other thing thing is like going to those kind of like independent shows where bands are just starting out. Like to be fair, not everybody's got their A game yet. They're just starting. So the support comes from their friends and their other friends who are also in beginner bands and like, Right. It might not be enjoyable for you personally as somebody not connected to all the people in the room. Um, but young people are doing the things that we did when we were younger. And they are sort of taking what happened, I think, in the in the early and mid-90s. And they're amping it up. And they're putting on their own spin about, you know, breaking down even gender definitions. And, you know, creating safe spaces and talking about you know, more about, even more about politics. And, um, uh, it seems to me to be pretty prevalent in a lot of music scenes. That being said, I also often usually just play with dudes, but, uh, there, it is still there. You know, it's, it's so funny that you say that too, because I actually feel like we've lately, I mean, Chrissy, we've had like a bunch of, I mean, it was petty morals and I'm sure the downhalls of are, have, and are going to get the same reaction but like tons and tons of younger girls that are starting all girl bands and are reaching out to us to play with us and of course me and Chrissy are like old grumpy jerks sometimes and we're like oh my god they're so bad we can't play with them but then like <laughs> I know we have to keep it and we have to like be mindful because we're like we were that oh I know and I think about that like my first show at the Abbey was like we played four songs and two of them were covers and we like did, it was like two are just our friends because no one else knew who the hell we were but that's like, so you got to start somewhere and then we do and then we like play with them and then we start. But it, I actually found it to be difficult lately to book shows that aren't mostly female. Like even when we don't mean to, yeah. like we've been doing a lot of like girl power stuff and like with the show that we're doing in December with Janae, like that's like meant to be an all female show or a mostly female. I think there's a, is it all girl? No, no, there's a, at least girl fronted, female no. fronted. 
But like, yeah. we've actually found it hard to book a show that doesn't have a lot of females in it and not on purpose. Like, unless it's like another show that we're asked to play that is started by a band that's all dudes, you know? When we well, yeah, well, yeah shows. like the down halls first show, right? Exactly. It was like us and like dudes all dudes, us. yeah. But we can rock as hard as those guys, right? Can, exactly. So, yeah. but that was because they put the show together and asked us if we wanted to have our first yeah. show, you know, with them because it's all yeah. of our friends. But I like, but sometimes I kind of like that because it brings me back to like when I first oh, yeah. started, and you feel like you have something to prove. Yep. And now mm-hmm. here I am, twenty years later, and it's like, yeah, motherfucker, I can play the guitar. Yeah. And all of our dude friends are like, you guys are fucking rock and yeah. roll, like you know, like they. Goddamn right. So they're not the kind of dudes that are yeah. like, you know, no. looking for a girl. They're like, yeah, you guys are badasses. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, the, the people that dude. come to these shows, so, like, I actually just realized because for some reason I thought of Jeff Allen because he was at, we mm. played with his old band at our first show, the Giants' first show at the Abbey. Yeah. And then he came to the first show, the da- like, the Downhall show. So it's 13 years later. And I still feel like yep. we were in the exact same moment, like, the same thing. It's like most of the same people, even yeah. Helen came yeah. out. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. wow, like, it feels like nothing Whoa. changed. Yeah. I know it was you know, crazy. You know what's you know what's funny that I've been thinking about since your birthday party, Chrissy. Um <clears throat> Chrissy had her birthday party last spring and um your sister threw you a surprise party and we were back in a neighborhood of Boston that we all lived in at some point or another. Um, in our youth (laughs) and uh it used to be fucking rock city i don't know what the hell it is now but um the it was the middle of the afternoon (laughs) which made it even better yeah (laughs) (laughs) and we all it was was, a good 40th birthday party (laughs) we all it was potluck so i we all brought like our potato salad and macaroni salad (laughs) covered dish (laughs) and and i just remember i can't remember what band it was on stage that went Cause like I'm, I was kind of tripping out for a minute. Like, God, this is fucking weird. We're in O'Brien's again, and I'm looking around and seeing like some of the same faces from 15 years ago. You know, and We're I, all can't, still doing yeah. it. I can't remember who said like on stage. Like, this is kind of weird, huh? We're all <laughs> together at O'Brien's in the middle of the afternoon, mm-hmm. like in our 40s. Yeah. Like, you know, what the fuck? And I remember, <laughs> I'm standing next to Colleen. And Nicole and we looked at each other and we were just like, it was like a whoa yeah, moment, like, like ooh, doo, doo, we're fucking old. Yeah. It was probably the day. I bet it was it was Michelle that said that because we like with the lineup of. I think, I think it might have been. It, it, it might have been Michelle, or it was it was Delta. Yeah, I was gonna say or yeah, Paul. I think it was, it was Michelle. Yes. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it was funny to have that experience, and we're all kind of, you could tell everybody's a little bit like, not that, I mean, you guys all play out still, we still go to shows and stuff, but it was still a moment of like, what, where am I, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not a kid anymore. Pretty awesome. <laughs> so good. My God. Hey, Jenny, do you want to take us to the break? Sure. Um. All right, ladies, before we get into what rocks us the most, let's take a quick break so that Sailor doesn't... Pee pee her pants. And we're back. So let's talk about our favorite female fronted bands and our favorite bands in general. 
So I know that we kind of just discussed a lot of female bands, Mm -hmm. um, but let's just talk about like your all-time favorite bands, because I always find that really interesting, especially for musicians. You can see where a lot of their influences come from. Who wants to start? Don't everybody raise your hand at once. (laughs) <laughs> I'll start. Well, that's just like, that's such a hard question. I know. It is. I know I it is. Question. Good question. I hate it. I, I think I'm going to go back to uh, the, the Steely Dan situation. Yes. Uh, Two against one. Which, which is growing, like, for me, I didn't really, um, like, MTV existed when I was a kid, like a young kid, before high school, middle school, in the beginning of high school. It definitely existed, but we didn't really watch TV in my house. So I pretty much listened to my mom's vinyl. And so I still think that those music, the, the, the records that I chose out of her collection that I would play over and over again are probably the most influential. So I'll sort of go there and I'll try to stick to the, um, to the ladies. So Bonnie Raitt, huge, mm-hmm. huge, yep. huge influence oh, for me. Good, yeah. Um, I could not stop listening to her. Uh, Joni Mitchell, um, less rocking. I didn't really like it as much. Janis Joplin. I just wore out the records that my mom had. Um, there weren't that many, but I loved them so, so much. Um, and then, uh, I'm trying to think if there are any other, my mom didn't listen to them a lot, but heart, like in that same Mm, vein of like bands from that time period, I would say heart would be a big influence for me. Um, and Carol King. So I would, you know, and I think what, what all of those bands, projects, ladies have in common is they all wrote songs that were, that were very melody forward. And I still find as a uh, connoisseur of music, or not that I'm a connoisseur, a consumer of music and a musician, I still, what resonates with me most is melody and storytelling Mm -hmm. and like a tight song structure more than like vibe or mood or genre or things like that yeah i'm i'm super similar in that aspect where i don't really i will listen to any style of music it depends on my mood and it's more just the yeah the melody the the words the vibe if i'm feeling like like if i'm working on you know art projects then i need something that's like kind of mellow but like electronic kind of like groovy background type stuff but like I put together or started a inspirational playlist for Christy and I's new band, The Downhalls, which is just like pretty much straight up punk rock, rock and roll. And um, I just forget. It's like I haven't listened to that or been inspired by that stuff because Petty Morals is completely not like that. So getting those songs together, I'm just like, oh, my God, that one. Oh, my God, I forgot about that song. And I just like kept adding and kept adding. And I was getting all like re-inspired by <laughs> yeah, stuff I hadn't yeah. listened to in so long. And then finding new stuff. Spotify is great for that because you put a song in the playlist and it says, would you also like to listen to this song? You know, and it's like, yeah, 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 it's helpful. Yeah, their suggestions are always pretty good too. Um, But I still have like right next to my like down halls punk rock playlist is like my, you know, 70s cheese rock playlist where it's like half of (laughs) half of its hollow notes, you know, so. It's, it's, I love I know. Adina. I've been listening to them a lot Do you remember lately. that playlist that we were at the house? I think we had like 18 yes. whiskeys together and we just oh. randomly found that your playlist. Mom, your mom's Yeah, because I'm like, what should we listen to? And you're like, your mom. I'm like, all right. So I like searched your mom on Spotify. And then yes. I'm like, your mom's playlist, play. And I thought it was going to be something like yes. horrendous. And it was like the best 70s and the 80s. Best. Like, yeah. oh, it was so good. <laughs> So, um, Sasha, you mentioned heart. 
Um, yes. So, fuck yeah. I remember being very young, and I think it was Rolling Stone magazine. I don't know if I knew who Hart was. Certainly, I'd heard their music on the radio. Yeah. But I'm talking, like, really young. And I was reading a Rolling Stone magazine that my, co- I think it was my cousin had, and I read the article about why they wrote the song Barracuda. And I was like... Mm-hmm. mind blown because i was Have probably 12 the they, documentary yes yes that's yes. so good wait can you so explain to good. me what i have no idea i love that song what the fuck is okay, it about so so, go, so google it because so i don't get it wrong but it, it basically they they were being interviewed and the guy the the journalist actually said so you do so do you guys like make out and touch each other and blah 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 and they were like first of all we're sisters, sisters. Second of all, fuck you <laughs> Fuck you, second of all. Or maybe first of all, fuck, fuck you. you. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, and they were just, and can you imagine at that time, you know, being, geez, uh, even more difficult than when we all were doing it um, or in, are doing it. So I I always love that. And it made me hear the song in a totally yeah. different light. Yeah, yeah it know? says, you know, yeah. so now when I hear it, I'm very much like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barracuda. <laughs> I saw, I saw Hart and Joan Jett last a year ago this summer with Cheap Trick. Wow. And Cheap oh, Trick my God. Opened, mm-hmm. opened yes. for Joan <laughs> and Hart. It was awesome. It was That's so good. Great. That's like the first That's fucking great. big stadium show I'd been to in forever because I hate, I hate big stadium yeah. shows. I'd rather go to small clubs. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see, you know, local stuff or whatever. But like, I was like, I, I got to go see Hart and Joan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, I saw them a long, long time ago. I saw them in the Maybe they're the so late good. 80s. They're so good. They're amazing. Oh, God. I mean, Fucking yeah, amazing. and now they're still great. Like, yeah. just so good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm the, I'm the same way that, like, the, I like all sorts of types of music. What I play tends to be, you know, more of the rock and roll type stuff, though. Me and Lauren both surprised ourselves with Petty Morals, you know, like, expanding our horizons. Yep. Um, but for me, it's, it's really about, it's about the catchiness of the music, but it's the songwriting. I mean, you guys will listen to my songs. Like, I tell stories. So um, that's always been a super important piece. Well, also, what's funny, too, about this style, like, styles of music, even Petty Morals kind of runs the gambit. Like, we, we do a lot of different stuff. But it also depends on who writes yeah, the song. Because there's, like, a song that you would write that is obviously very rock and roll and, like, influenced by the other bands that you've been in in the past. And then if Ty writes a song, it's, like, completely different. It's, like, groovy, dancey, usually about butt sex or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas your songs are like "fuck you, you suck," and then she's like, "I want you to fuck me in the ass," and then there's like you know like uh, a couple in between. Actually, wait, you guys are the only songwriters, huh? Oh, Auntie wrote a couple of songs. It's usually like, oh yeah, you know, very straightforward rock and roll. And then yeah, so it it always kind of depends on who's writing it and what the vibe is. But with I was, I was surprised the first time I heard Petty Morals. I was really surprised. Well, I was like, giant, oh, it's a little it's, bit of a yeah, change yeah, it's up. Not what I, yeah. yeah, so it wasn't what I thought yeah. coming from you or from Chrissy. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is unexpected. Yeah. Like, all right. When you guys covered Neutron Dance oh, at the oh 2014 God. Rock and Roll Rumble, <laughs> yes. I peed my pants. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was the it was best thing rad. I'd ever seen in my life. I wanted to cry. Oh. It was so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, because I actually remember doing that. This was actually a Helen and I. I think Helen and I... You know what? It started in Vagiant. Helen and I wanted to cover that song so bad. And then oh my God. in Vagiant, everyone else was like, what? Like, who's that? <laughs> and we're like, fine. We won't do it. And then... It's the most rocking song. 
I know it's amazing. And then it came, and then I was like, oh god, I want to play it so bad, but I don't know if the people who are going to be at the show will even know it. Like I have no idea. And then it was like, I remember watching the video of it though, from like the camera was in the back and <laughs> seeing people like a couple of people just kind of like totally stay still and then a couple of little bald heads bob and i'm like yep the older dudes know the song yeah, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> and then all the young kids are like what and i wanted to be like yeah but it's it's from the eight it's from you know a police i mean um beverly hills cop it's that beverly song beverly yeah, hills yeah, cop yeah, yeah. Yeah. and uh yeah. you know i figured like maybe that one that would sell it to some people but you know whatever I, it's also like we don't give a fuck so we're gonna play songs that we want to play and right. hopefully, you know, a Sasha or two will catch it and be like, I need my pants. That's all I we did. wanted. <laughs> Amazing. Chrissy, what about you with your favorites? Well, I mean, Joan and, and Hart would definitely be big influences. Um, I did listen a lot, like, in high school when, you know, there was, a, there was the ACDC and the the Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones aspect. But then I also like really liked people like Joni Mitchell and like, you know, you know, like folk singers that like wrote these stories that wrote these songs and and told you a story. So that was a big thing for me too, for me too. Um, You know, and then obviously Bikini Kill and all that kind of stuff. Cause I was like, I want to be a badass girl. too. Um, Yeah, it it was just one of those things. I don't, I don't even remember like when it it happened. But I just like one day I just woke up. I'm like, I'm gonna play guitar in a band. Like I just told myself that that's what I was gonna do, and then you fucking did it. I manifested it, man. I just made it happen. It's awesome. (laughs) Get you done. Lauren, what about you? Uh, Honestly, I really, really hate the question because I can't. I can never drill down to even a favorite like. Yeah. Same thing with movies yeah. too. Like I can't, I, I'm, I can actually do movies better than I can do uh, bands, because um, it's also like it's it's different. Like I said, different based on my mood, what I'm doing, like who I'm with, but also like what year I'm. I want to be like remembering. You know, like I'll I'll get nostalgic and mm-hmm. want to listen to stuff from the '60s and '70s. Not that I was alive then, but <laughs> you know, like <laughs> remember from my pre-womb days. You look good for a day. <laughs> but you know, I were like want to be like nostalgic about like my dad and stuff and then I'll be like uh, I mean, I actually mostly if I'm just going to like put something in that I just want to listen to that will I know it'll make me happy no matter what would be 80s. Even though like I was young when it was happening and I don't think I even listened to the songs like I didn't listen to The Cure in the 80s when I was <laughs> 6, you know. So <laughs> It's just kind of one of those things where I'm nostalgic for a thing that I didn't really experience, but I think maybe I wanted to, or now that I know what, it, you know, I'm an adult and I look back and see what was happening. I'm like, oh, that's what I wanted. That's the era I want to live in. Um, but I also love finding, especially because our scene is so awesome and, and actually finding and discovering and, and getting turned on to new music locally is actually more important <sighs> mm-hmm. than like it's trying to focus on anything. And honestly, I don't. I mean, new music in general is actually pretty awesome. Like, I, I hate, I'm not trying to, like, sell on Spotify. I'm not getting, like, royalties from them or anything. But the Discovery Weekly... Okay. I'll take royalties. I know. Well, yeah, let's... If we could. Um, <laughs> but the Discovery Weekly thing is a genius, like, yeah. algorithm yes. that they use yeah. where, you know, it, it pretty much takes things that you have listened to in the past, and then it's like, well, then you might like also this thing. And then it, sometimes it's off, and sometimes it doesn't get it right. But I've discovered so much new music that way. And that's usually more national stuff, but or international stuff. 
Um, but locally, it's just like we play with bands. It's our friends starting new bands. It's our friends telling us about bands that they saw at a show, you know, like all that stuff. And that mm-hmm. takes up so much. And we I don't even, I mean, between that and everything else we do, like I don't have time to like find new influences. And I'm just all over the map. So I, I really can't even pinpoint a top five probably. That's I a feel good like a lot point, of local though. bands have been big influences yeah. on me too. Like some of my favorite bands are, are yeah, local Yeah, bands. that's true too. I think like and as far as, and it's also different for me between a band that I want to listen to, a band that I want to aspire to sound like, like I want our sound to be like this sound and then me as a drummer. Like I don't even really do that anymore. Like I say Keith Moon, okay, let's say I Keith Moon is my favorite drummer of all time, but yeah. I would yeah. never aspire to play like the songs that sound like The Who. I would never I could never be as good as him. Like I would never put the time into being that insane. Like he was also bonkers, so like I think that helped his playing yeah. be like just so unique and he was a showman like his like the way he would like flip his drums around pour water on him and do all this crazy shit because he was probably on crack and heroin and whatever else at the same time yeah Yeah. but you know like that's an inspiration for me but not that's what I want to do just like I think he's amazing no that's the same thing with me like early early inspirations for me with guitar were Keith Richards and Jimmy Page. Right. It was those two guys. But we don't play you like know, I can hearken it back yeah, to that. But we don't play like classic rock songs where yeah. you have like a ten no, minute solo. We don't play songs like that. Yeah. You know, there's inspiration <laughs> and there's things that like you you as a you know, teenager are like, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That that somehow mm-hmm. affects me. Like it's profound in some way. Yeah. Um you know, and then it just kinda of builds from right. there. What I usually do is I find I'll like hear a song or I'll remember a song that I liked and be like, I want to write a song that sounds like that, but I don't write. So that means I like text Chrissy. I'm like, hey, I found this really cool song. Write a song that sounds like it and then I'll just play the drums. So yeah, it's more like, yeah, I just like write drum parts to songs that I want to play. Like, you know, so it's it's weird. It's funny funny how how, like your environment influences you because – I say this all the time on the Metal Rock and Whiskey show that I don't really listen to new music. And it's mostly true, um, especially now that I have Metal Rock and Whiskey. I spend so much time doing research because we do lookbacks on bands. You know, so we're mostly talking about ba- – we're not talking about any current bands. You know, and so I spend so much time listening to the albums if we're going to do a battle, watching YouTube videos, and, you know, researching. So it's almost made it worse for me when I'm not – you know, like at home in Boston with you guys, if I'm not in a place where I have friends that are playing music, I just, I can go forever without listening to new music. Even though I now, I have access to it like I never have before. But, um, so then I'll get on this kick and, oh, okay, you know, this band and this band and this band. And, you know, when I come home or, or you guys, or I go to one of your shows you're playing or whatever, um, it, it's it's funny how how that kind of it's all that's always kind of been a challenge for me and it wasn't when I was younger I was the one that was t- I was such a huge tape trader I was always mm. the one that was turning everyone else onto music I was like oh you guys I got this thing from Poland I have no idea what this guy said in the letter I don't know what the name of the band is but there's metal crazy shredding riffs blah 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 um, that's how I found out about a lot of American bands. Like I had this German pen pal and, and we would write back and forth and trade tapes and, um, you know, you would get re- things that weren't released over here, even if it was just songs, you know, but 
so I, I went from, like, it was two opposite ends of the spectrum where now I'm like, I don't know who that... If I turn on the radio to a regular radio station, I have no fucking clue. I haven't, I haven't listened anybody to is. the radio, like regular radio. Same. Like the only radio I listen to is whenever Angel has a show. NPR. Or, well, yeah, I, I mean, NPR is on in my car all the time and it's, yeah, obviously not music. But in, if, it, if it gets boring or if it's like, if, if you know, if they're doing a press conference with Trump, and I just, I'm going to throw myself out the windshield. Then I just like flip it to ZLX. And that's actually the only ZLX, or which is the local classic rock station. Or what's 105.7 ROR? The other, it's like the two yeah. classic rock yeah. stations. And that's just like, so then they just placed stuff that, you know, that happened 50 Steely years Dan. ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that actually reminds Steely me of Dan. driving home from shows, probably maybe not quite, <laughs> we shouldn't probably be driving, but driving home from shows in, from, in Boston, Chrissy, and then we'll, the, your car doesn't have um, uh, yeah. like a tape uh, yeah, player. I'm like yeah. old school. I have like a CD yeah. player and radio. And so then we just like, I remember looking forward to like, Looking forward to like oh, yeah. these music, like the award shows and stuff. Like, oh yeah, this this show, this the VMAs. I remember like really big a long time ago. I s- tried, I tried. Damn it, I want to stay open minded. I have no yeah. idea who the fuck any of these exactly. bands, any of these people are. Yeah. I'm like, who? And they all sound the same. Are going and they suck. Yeah, they, 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 the they sound exactly the same. And they're making millions of dollars, like millions. Yeah. And then there's people in our scene that are absolutely insane, off the hook. New sounds. They're literally balls. inventing yep. Yep. sounds that have never even existed yep. before, and yeah, like yep. eat, living on the floor, and, like in their parents' house, mm-hmm. and, and eating yeah. Yeah. Cheerios every day. Like, yeah, yeah, or living in a van with their yeah, down by the river. I don't know. <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> sometimes Choo-choo. by the river. Sometimes on a mountain. Exactly. You never know. Sometimes next to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 And yes. <laughs> Well, are there any last words of wisdom that you gals want to say before we tie this puppy up? I do. And it's this. Uh, I play with a lot of young bands, uh, meaning like not necessarily just youth, but like just starting out. And I just want you to know that the male bands are not that great all the time. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like a lot of women feel like they have extra pressure on themselves. If they're going to do something that's a male dominated field, they need to feel, they often feel like they have to represent their, their gender and they have to be that much better before they would ever play in public. Whereas I think a lot of times just, you know, based on the way things have been for years, young men feel like the stage belongs to them and it's okay if they're not perfect because they know they're getting better. And I just mm-hmm. want to say to young women who might be listening or women just starting out or women who own a guitar but maybe haven't picked it up in a little while, <laughs> um, <laughs> hint, hint, that everybody, no matter who they are, has to work and get better and it takes time. And uh, don't wait for permission mm-hmm. because um, – Give it to yourself. Yeah. Give yourself it. permission. Totally. That's it. Yep. Like it. Like Fuck it. yes. Yes. Boom. And confidence, too. I feel like confidence is the, the big thing that, you, I mean, obviously you can't just say, be confident, just do it. But kind of. <laughs> Nike does. Well, yeah, right. I'm, I'm also getting royalties from Nike, in, so. In the end, oh, just nice. just have fun. That's I think that's the most important thing is fuck yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Who can, you got to just stop Pairing, caring yep. about what people think of you. And I know that's a very difficult thing, mm-hmm. but that you have to age, approach it. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It does. It does. Yep. Just 
now I'm like, fuck it. I'm an idiot. I don't care. I'm ridiculous. I can laugh at myself. As long as I'm having fun. Like when I started the Metal Rock Whiskey podcast, I was like, oh my God, is anybody going to listen to it? <laughs> Am I going to be able to break down song structures and talk about all the technical shit? And I was like, what the fuck? Cares. I don't care. Who gives a shit? I'm just going to get drunk and hang out with my dudes and make fart jokes and talk about metal and whiskey and fuck it. And for some reason, every month more people listen to the show. And I'm just like, okay then, I guess. I don't know. I'm like shocked. People okay, like people fart jokes. Really like it. If the world, if the world stops liking fart, fart jokes, then I'm funny. killing myself. Like I can't I, live I, in a world where yeah. fart jokes aren't yeah. the funniest thing ever all the time. So. I, agree. I agree. So more fart jokes, um, especially from the ladies. <laughs> just, just have fun. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really have much more to add beyond that, but I think that that is, that is the key is that if for women, especially if you if there's something you want to do, like regardless of what it is, manifest it, just do it. Like, I mean, I've, it's weird because all these activities I do are always these like wicked male dominated things like music. I surf, I ride motorcycles, like, you know what I mean? So it's, I'm conscious and cognizant of the fact that they're so male dominated, but I think it's just like, it's more of like, no, I want to do this thing. I don't care. And so if anybody's out there who has those feelings of like, I want to try this thing, just fucking try it. Just try it. Just do it. You know? Yes. Agreed. <laughs> I'm trying to find a fart or a poop emoji. And they, they, why doesn't Skype have any poop emojis? It's ridiculous. Know. I don't know. They don't. Or the fart. That's all I have. That's all I have. Rude. <laughs> This mess, by the way, <laughs> listeners, unfortunately, we discovered at the beginning of the call that when you message, the words like come over your face because we're all um, on Skype video chatting. And so that's what's been happening the entire fucking show. <laughs> Everybody starts laughing. Oh, my Jenny. <laughs> and Jenny takes it what? right over what the line. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing that I just want to say, and I'm going to end. I think we're going to end every podcast with this. Hey, dudes out there who are listening to the show, I hope there are plenty of dudes listening to it. When you're at a show, make space for the ladies. Let the ladies mm-hmm. come up front. Yeah, I'm right. Stand behind them. Let them mosh too. <laughs> Let the ladies rock out. Make sure they're protected. I don't know if you realize it. Next time you go to a show, take a look around. You'll see the women at the back, women on the sides. We stay out of the way. We try not to get hurt unless we're Lauren. <laughs> make, and then we're hurting. Make, make, let's... Let's make space for the ladies. If you see other women that want to rock, grab onto them, rock out together, protect each other, make some space and music for us. Yeah. Right on. Jenny? Yes, please. Well, this was so awesome, ladies. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to be here with us on the show. It was really great getting to know all of you guys. Sasha, seeing you again. But before we say goodbye, um, tell the listeners where they can find you on social media. Or your bands, your projects. Lauren, you want to start? Yeah. So uh, Chrissy and I both are – so Petty Morals is at Petty Morals Boston. The Downhalls is at The Downhalls. We also have a um, kind of arts of the craft, herbal, and arts and jewelry side project called The Chaos Factor, which is at The Chaos Factor Salem. 
And we I think that's have, it. We all have, we have websites. Do we do anything separately? Too, right? Oh, yeah, you do yo- you no. Rebel Yell. <laughs> yeah, I have a yoga business. <laughs> yeah, time. well, that's true. I do that, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so then it's also, it's, we have, like, the actual websites, not, yeah. just, not just on social media. So if you go to our actual websites, which is pettymoralsboston.com, the chaosfactorsalem.com, yeah. the downhalls.com. The it has all the links to all of our social media on off those pages. So you can find the Facebook. We don't do Twitter. Um, or did we do Twitter and Pattern? Yeah. <laughs> for a while. Yeah, you do. <laughs> we don't, I don't think it's been updated in like six months though. Yeah, Ty does that. I feel like you guys just tweeted the other day because I got a notification. Penny Mortals tweeted. Uh, I think you're right. It was yeah. Ty. Yeah. I think so too. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think I remember that. She's like. Yes. Bum sex. Yeah, like probably. No, oh, that must have been me then. Butt sex. I was, I was blacked out. <laughs> I was just writing butt sex all over all of our mm. social media. <laughs> uh, um, so for uh, – this is Sasha. For my project, which is When Particles Collide, uh, we also have like a website where you can get to all the other things. Uh, it's whenparticlescollide.com. And then uh, Facebook and Instagram are both – when particles collide, and then I believe Twitter is just when particles. Oh, that's <laughs> um, blue when balls. Particles. Yeah, you just leave it. You know, yeah, it's a little bit like. Mm. <laughs> what are the particles um, going to yeah. do? Yeah, <laughs> that's all. That's all my stuff. Yeah, I don't do anything else. That's why you quit your job. So fuck that. I know. <laughs> Well, you can find me on social media, Sailor Retro, and you can find all of my podcasts on Metal Rock and Whiskey all over the internet. And do I do anything else? I think that's it right now. And you can find me at Rumderwoman 24-7. And you can follow this podcast on the Metal Rock and Whiskey Instagram and Facebook group. Sailor? Yeah. So just a couple shout outs. I have you ladies here with me. Usually we shout out when particles collide all the time whoop, on whoop. the Little Rock and Whiskey show. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, who do I want to shout out to today? Um, I don't know. I can't think. Kathleen Hannah. Who should we sh- Oh. Okay. Who else? Joan Jett. Yeah. yeah. Joan Jett. Woo woo. <laughs> all the ladies in rock. Your mom. Yes. The Wilson sisters. <laughs> To the, yes. the Pointer Sisters? The Wilson Sisters. <laughs> Definitely the yeah. Pointer Sisters. I don't know about the Wilson Sisters. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're hearts. Uh, are you thinking the old thing? You want to turn around and say goodbye? Yeah, Matthew Wilson, guys. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I think you were thinking I'm going to shout Olsen out. Sisters. Can I do a shout out to three bands real quick? Yes, All right, do it. To, uh, so here are some like badass female uh, heavy yeah. bands uh, from Lansing, or from Grand Rapids, Michigan, The Quirk. Amazing. They just got to open for L7 recently. We play with them all the time. Oh, We're in town. They're badass. From uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, um, Plasma Canvas, another badass duo, um, also fronted by this amazing trans woman named Adrian. She kicks so much ass. Their new record, No Faces, is frigging awesome. And last but not least, my girls in Laronas out of San Antonio, Texas, uh, who put out amazing Latina uh, feminist punk rock, uh, and they totally kick ass. And I know I'm forgetting a ton of female musicians, but those three 
uh, just really come to mind uh, when we're talking about um, the next generation of riot girls and badass badassery nice. in rock and roll. Nice. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find them and listen to them. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that, Sasha. No worries. That's awesome. <laughs> that's it. All right, that's it for me. <laughs> so thanks again, ladies. Keep kicking ass. And fuck you, Lars. We're out. Peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.